No. Goodness me, this no. Is... No. No. We, we should... Uh... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That's great. Wow, okay. Yeah, sure? uh, San Francisco 69 is coming back out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Nice bangers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? What's that off? It's Keith Lemon, isn't it? Is it? Do it again. Nice bangers. <laughs> What was he saying? Nice bangers. I don't even know. I'll wait and try to sneak that one. Do the one before. For, um, oh, hang on. Mm. Yeah, that one. Great. I don't even okay. know what the noise is, but... It's just someone going... Mm. Mm. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. Sensational. Um, good, let's get straight into it. PG family content, everyone. Yeah, we won't go... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, everybody, uh, football is back. <laughs> <laughs> Football is back, ignoring yes, what happened previous is. to that. Um, this is episode six. It is. Guys, we're four away from reviewing Return how this is going for us. Um, so we'll keep that to ourselves. But yes, episode six. Um, football is back. Week one. Amen. We've had 14 games and it feels great. So good. So good. My life is good again. I feel like I've matured to a degree that the fancy football was hurting me last night, but it didn't hurt me enough for me to feel like negative on the Monday morning. Yeah. Last year I had significant anger issues. (laughs) (laughs) Relating to fantasy is true. Almost exclusively relating to fantasy. Like, and and somehow being in more leagues has made me more chilled. And I don't know why that's true, but somehow it is. Um, You can find our show on all of the uh, podcast platforms and you can find it on YouTube as well. If you just type in Ian Haskell, we're going into housekeeping. Uh, So chosen 22, obviously this is the first sort of, Okay, actually, no, what we'll do for that is we'll go into housekeeping. We'll do some injuries. We'll do some injuries from week As one. In because the, the order that I wrote it in. Yes, well, I ignore those because I can't do more than one thing at once. Um, okay, so we'll go into injuries. Ben, give us an injury report for week one. So far, obviously, this is uh, recorded on Monday. So there are yes. two games tonight. Two games still to go. So week one injury report as it stands. This is like um, significant ones, not like yeah. the third left tackle for this team. Yeah, hurt himself at home. Um, so Keanu Neal. Uh, for the Falcons, member of our chosen 22, he tore his ACL on Thursday night. Um, Ooh, he, he, he hurt his knee. Oh. Yeah, he's one of our own. He hurt his I knee first well. on one play, was out for a couple, came back in, oh. looked to be running around okay, and then just just ruined it. Does that mean it was already damaged and well, then they so just pushed it too far? Or Players often come back with knee injuries and stuff for a game and are kind of okay. Um, but it's like even like last year with Carson Wentz, he tore his ACL two drives, I think, Two plays on four actually then coming out towards ACL and then completed another bit of a game and then came out and was out for the rest of the season. So it's not unheard of, but it's one of those where you could have maybe kept him out. And, and it wouldn't be as serious. Yeah, you, you don't really know. It could, it could have been torn anyway and then he came out and was still able to play on it and tore it worse. So yeah. regardless, he's out for the season. Um, Delaney Walker is out for the season. Um, with at the very least a dislocated ankle, could be a fracture there as well, which is bad news for him. And at his age, that type of injury could, you don't want it to be, but it could be the end of his career. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is sad. And oh, terrible. He just had a massive contract, like yeah. two, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, big contract, looked to be one of the key guys for the Titans. And the Titans just had an awful time of it against mm. the Dolphins because Walker's gone, Mariota hurt his elbow, which made lost me feeling, and it, it's, <laughs> his throwing as a, it's his throwing arm, hurt that elbow, Lost feeling in his hand, came back after the second weather delay, threw a pick and was out for the rest of the game. We don't know what his, where he's, he's at with that. There's kind of the big ones. Outside of that, we saw Aaron Rodgers. Um, he got hurt relatively early on in the Packers-Bears game on Sunday night. Um, he had a big old defensive lineman basically roll on his knee. And it looked like he's probably got an MCL sprain. Um, so I, I won't go into the anatomy of a knee, but sprained a ligament in his knee, probably at least. He went out of that game, went down to the tunnel, had a conversation with his doctor, said, basically came to the conclusion of, I can't make it any worse, theoretically, so I might as well come back out. Came back out for the second half with his team 20 nothing down and decided to be Aaron Rodgers for us to get. We'll talk about that later. Um, so Aaron Rodgers might miss a couple of weeks with that. Um, he, he, he looked injured when he was throwing that. He looked like he was yeah. just like... Barely moving. Throw the ball, I'm amazing. Well, and so the conversation he then had with his coach was, look, we're going to have to run out of a shotgun because I can't be under centre and do dropbacks. So put me under shotgun, let me throw it, and we'll win. 
which they did. We'll talk about the game. So later. cool. It's it's. I love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so just a quick one, Lewis. How ill did you? Because obviously last week we spoke about how Lewis passed out just looking at his dislocated finger. <laughs> so when he said about dislocated, potentially broken ankle, how did you feel? I've, I almost passed out again. <laughs> I can imagine just us talking, turning around like Lewis just <laughs> yeah. in his seat, slumped, slumped in his chair. Back to other injuries. Uh, Devonte Freeman hurt his knee. Says he's fine. Who knows? Um, yeah. They also said that Keanu Neal was fine, and then they said no, out for the season. Um, Marquis Goodwin looks like he might have an issue with his quadriceps, so his, his thigh could have bruised that, so he might be out for a little bit. Uh, uh, one yeah, second, I know whatever. you. Know, I know. Okay, no, be nice now. Stop talking right now. So, Lewis, do you know the other day we made a bet? Uh, one of them was that Mar- uh, a player wouldn't get into the top twenty of the wide receivers. Oh yes. And yeah. one of my reasons was his his, his durability. Yeah. Maybe not as strong as it could possibly be. But this is the one. Yeah. It was. He, he collided with another player. Like injuries like that happen. Yeah, but some yeah so agreed. It's but fluky. some players can take it more. Does that make sense? So yeah, some, like a bit like he's a little bit slighter. And so yes, he's maybe so he gets injured it, faster. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we don't really know where he's at. Leonard Fournette again, another member of our All Twenty Two, came out with a hamstring uh, strain in a Jags game. He's he's so, not a member of our chosen twenty. He's chosen. He's a part of our fancy team. Sorry, you said no. Yes, member. sorry. That's fine. Our fantasy team. You know what I meant. Yeah. Um, so he came out, said to the sideline reporters he probably could have come back in. They were just being cautious. Should be fine for week two. Um, but again, he's another guy who last year had some injury struggles. We'll see how he is. Again, what he said, though, um, is that Neil came back out, made it worse. Fournette, a yeah. little bit more. No, could have come back out potentially. Yeah. Is it worth tearing hamstring if it's sore? Something we said about Fournette the other day in our fantasy show is how well the Jaguars actually managed his injury last year. Yeah. They they rested him for three games with a bye week, so it was three weeks they rested him for. He came back and play, played a lot better second half of the season because they managed mm-hmm. his injury well. Again, yeah, they could have forced him out and, and put, put him out there, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth it, I don't think, half the time. Let's have him for the whole season. Um, so it's a great example actually there of just holding people but there's yeah, so much at the stake right thing, really. there's so much at stake with these games that you can't afford to not put these players back in because yeah. there's only 16 games a season there's not a lot of leeway for, for error you know yeah and I think the Jaguars can afford to hold their running back out because they know they've got a great defence anyway that's what they lent on um, which is contextual and so obviously with the Keanu Neal injury member of our chosen 22 out for the season we need to replace him um, I had a little bit of think about it I went with Keanu Neal initially because Young safety, lots of promise, mm. could do some good things. And so I'm kind of going like for like and bringing in Jamal Adams from the Jets. Yep. Um, he was their first round draft pick a couple of years ago, has looked pretty solid. He hasn't necessarily been outstanding to yep. the same degree that Neil has, but you're looking for someone who's young, who wants to attack the ball, who could do some good things as part of a potentially sneaky good Jets defense that we'll see yeah. um, in Monday Night Football. Um, He's developing yeah. as a leader in that D as well. And they, like I said, yeah, I agree they look quite they're, good. They're looking for those, as you said, those leaders, those people who are going to command a defence, and he could be that guy. I'm looking forward to seeing the Jets play in general tonight. I think, um, again, like last year, everyone tipped them to be terrible, and they're actually okay. And I think with Sam Darnold starting, there's a lot to look at, a lot, lot to watch tonight, and could it's going to be, be interesting. Exciting. Yeah. So, uh, as normal, we're going to go into a main meet, uh, which normally is sort of in the off season was a topic and something we'd talk about, and maybe something to do with fancy or preseason, and we'll sort of. Uh, do some uh, research and dig into that deep. So what we're going to do in the it's not season? The pre-season anymore, Ian. That's it. So what we're going to do in the, the season? season. Uh, we're going to go through uh, the games that have been played on the Thursday night and the Sunday. Um, obviously, we can't do Monday night because we don't have a time machine. Um, so we are going to Yet. do it in the format of a minute and a half on the clock, which Lewis controls, which you heard yeah. at the beginning of the show. We were choosing the tone for. Uh, so when you hear that noise, we have to stop and immediately go on to the next one. Lewis, you're here to. Make oh, sure that we stop. The timer. That's fine. <laughs> You're here to make sure that we stop and go on to the next topic, okay? Yeah, well, I can just meet your mics, so... Excellent. Eagles-Falcons, Thursday night football, season opener. Three main takeaways for me. Both quarterbacks did not look good. Nick Foles was the Nick Foles of the rest of his career, as mm. opposed to the Nick Foles that we saw in three games in the playoffs. Um, just didn't look good. Matt Ryan, like, think about Peyton Manning in his last season. I'm not saying it was like that, but... Matt Ryan looked a little bit like that. He was floating passes. His arm didn't look good. Um, Julio Jones did incredible things. 10 catches, 169 yards on 19 targets, which was 48% of his team's targets for the entire game. Um, and so the Falcons' offense just lived and died through him, but inevitably at the end died through him because the end of that game was basically a complete replica of what happened in the playoffs last year. Get to the red zone. 
whole year struggles with red zone offense and then throw four straight passes in the end zone, can't complete it. They actually did five in this game because of the penalty, couldn't complete any of them, and so died at the goal line again. Yeah. Um, and, and so the real takeaway is, again, with Steve Sarkeesian, um, last year came in to replace Carl Shanahan, had some real struggles in the red zone, decent offense otherwise, lots of drives, lots of points per drive, just couldn't get things going inside the 20-yard line for whatever reason. It's like he has this mental block once he gets there. And you're thinking he's got the whole off-season to, to refine it, to make things work again, to get things going how they should do, to get, again, the ball a bit more, even even more to Julio Jones in the end zone because you've got a massive weapon like he does. And there were three... Oh, that just got away from me. They were not good in the red zone. Fire Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> at the end. Okay, so Ben's going again with the Chargers and Chiefs. Yes, this was potential... I haven't said go. Oh, do you have to say go? Wow. Well, I don't know. Go. <laughs> this might have been my favourite game of the weekend because the Chiefs firmly cement themselves as the most exciting offence this year. Mm. Pat, Pat Mahomes has come in, he's got a massive arm, and just straight away just started slinging it. First, first play of the game, Tyreek Hill, or first play of the game from the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill takes a punt return, 91 yards for a touchdown. Two plays later, Patrick Mahomes, well, for the Chiefs again, two plays later, Patrick Mahomes throws him like a, just a slant through the middle, takes it 50-odd yards for another touchdown. <laughs> They were just all over the Chiefs. Um, Tariq Hill was amazing. Mahomes was amazing. Um, Rivers was equally good. But for whatever reason, the Chargers' D just disappeared. Like, this was not a game for defense. Nobody did anything. Tons and tons of yards. Lots and lots of points. Um, bad news for the Chargers. They just, this is, I think, the ninth game in a row that they've lost to the Chiefs. Um, which, they were, they were heavy favorites coming into it. Because, again, the Chiefs' defense is just non-existent from a mm. passing perspective. Um, Melvin Gordon got 100 receiving yards so a good thing there but honestly Mahomes was incredible and they whatever happens in terms of the actual record they're going to be incredibly exciting to watch yeah I agree how long do we have left <laughs> you got 18 seconds if you want it Travis Kelsey did nothing yeah. which is slightly concerning he'll come back it's Travis Kelsey it'll be kind of games like this but again did the Chargers get themselves together sorry did the Chargers get themselves together they again offensively they were great defensively they were not good which is surprising. I was high on their but defense. But it's the Chargers. It's their formula. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, so the Steelers-Browns. Uh, so the Browns un- so didn't get a win last year. Uh, they had a chance to win this game in overtime. Uh, the last kick of the game. I actually saw that. Did you see this? So see Lewis that. has started watching Red Zone. Uh, and they, like a team who doesn't know how to win, would play. They drew. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, terrible weather throughout the whole game. For a lot of games, actually, this week. Uh, bad weather. Um, but we had a lot of interceptions from both quarterbacks. So many turnovers. Yeah, so five turnovers from each team, I think, if I'm I think correct. it was six for the Steelers, was five it? for the Browns. That's unbelievable. Uh, obviously, the Steelers last year, Big Ben had a couple games where he had struggled with turnovers as well. Uh, so the Steelers looked good for most of the game, if I'm being honest. James Conner coming for Le'Veon Bell, who is uh, on sort of a hiatus. Uh, he came in, did really well, gave him the ball 31 times and rushed for 136 yards, which is like so good but I said uh, in a vlog I did last week that the Steelers are set up to run so you could put Mr Blobby in there and he's going to be able to run the ball yeah Yeah. Um, but really it was disappointing the Browns couldn't get over the line for their first win um, in you know a year and a half Um, but they you know I feel like they look good you're saying exciting offences I feel like if Baker Mayfield went in there they could look much more exciting Tyra Taylor looked like he struggled Um, going into the end of that game it looked like the Browns were done and dusted and the Steelers were going to win that game they pulled it back yeah, um, did. but then again, the Steelers had a chance in overtime to win it with a field goal, and they missed it as well. So, yeah, my two favorite parts of that game. Number one is the Cleveland managed to block their own punt at one point. <laughs> so the shank, the shanked punt. I'm going to keep talking. I don't care. The shanked <laughs> punt in overtime wasn't shanked. It was blocked by a Cleveland Browns uh, special team. <laughs> um, and then, so in starting with a tie game, this is. Cleveland's best start to a season since 2004. <laughs> just just by not losing. Is it? Oh my goodness. Okay. That's a, that's a great start. That is a great start. That's a good start. But I, like you just love I like the fact you leave it going. Okay, so we got the Bengals Colts. Bengals Colts. This was an interesting game in that it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a, a, a shootout. So it wasn't necessarily massively exciting. It was just good to see number one, Andrew Lack. Andrew Lack. Andrew Luck back 
playing football. He played well, had one interception in the red zone, I think, but other than that, it was great to have him back. Connected with T.Y. Hilton, did what he does with T.Y. Hilton. You kind of expect that. Mm. Um, and which is good news for the Colts to have him back. Mixon cemented his status as the bell cow. There's been a lot of talk in the preseason about him coming in, dominating the carries, dominating the touches, being kind of who they drafted him to be. And he definitely was that. He, I think he had like 97% of the running back touches in this game mm. um, for the Bengals. He did really well, 90-something yards um, on the ground, got himself a touchdown, did well receiving as well. So he was great, especially from a fancy perspective. And all around, really, it was just a good... Solid game marked by an 80-yard fumble return for a touchdown. When the Colts were trying to get back into it, Luck throws it to Doyle, tries to dive over to get a first down, gets it knocked out, stripped, and then touchdown down the other end to end the game. Um, yeah, but overall, good to see Luck back. Um, you, you want, in the league, you want the best quarterbacks in the game because they make it more exciting. And it was good to have him back on the field, looking not incredible, not necessarily like 2000. This going to take um, time. 14, 15, Andrew Luck, but certainly good enough to make the Colts much better than they were last year. Yeah. And the Colts' defence, surprisingly, wasn't horrendous. They weren't great, but they weren't as awful, I think, we were expecting them to be. Yep. Uh, the great. One more for Ben. To Titans-Dolphins. Titans-Dolphins. Um, this is officially the longest game in NFL history um, because of two weather delays because of lightning of more than two hours. So it's four hours added on to a normal game time. Um, and... And you could tell that by the end it was kind of affecting players because going into the fourth quarter, it was 10-3 to the Dolphins. Mm. And then in three plays, there was a 101-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. There was a 70-yard touchdown pass and then a 94-yard kickoff return touchdown. (laughs) So you've got players just coming back just completely wiped um, and just not really ready to play football. Um, And so the big highlight for me was... My the player I've invested most in, yeah, both emotionally and in fantasy, in Kenny Stills, uh, only four catches, but two of them for a touchdown over a hundred yards because he caught the seventy-five yard touchdown. Um, Dolphins, like you said, they would looked kind of sneaky good. The Titans did not have a good time of it, as mm. we said earlier, losing three key players for them, um, just looked sloppy. Will Mariota be back next week? Potentially, it's a little bit unknown right now. Um, but they finished the game with Blaine Gabbert, who was also terrible because he's Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> yeah, and so who who knows what happens with Mariota? Um, but if he if he goes down, then that's them done. Interestingly, from again from a fantasy perspective, Dion Lewis outsnapped Derek Henry quite significantly. Again, something I spoke about. I just don't yeah, feel like you can always rely on Henry. Okay, Ian, talk about the 49ers and the Vikings. Okay, so the Vikings won 24-16. Um, and as you go into this, you, you think, oh man, Jimmy G lost his first game in the NFL in his career, which is impressive. I think he yeah. had seven, uh, seven, seven yeah. wins before. Uh, so this was his first, first loss. He threw three inceptions in this game. Um, but he actually threw for more yards than Kirk Cousins uh, did. But if you actually look at the quality of the players that he's passing to, so uh, this is San Francisco now. Jimmy G's thrown to players like Kittle, uh, Pettis, Yushchek, Yus- uh, Taylor, Garcon, and Breeder, and then you go across and you look at who who uh, Kirk Cousins is thrown to. Yeah, it's a whole the, different. It's unbelievable, caliber, yeah. and it, and you feel like for the 49ers to go further and do better, they're going to have to get some more quality on the team. Because if you look at um, the receivers for the Minnesota, you have Phelan, Cook, Diggs, Treadwell, Rudolph, and then Morgan and Conklin, but. Conclude. Yeah, we won't really talk much about them too. No. Uh, but the quality is so much there. You've got playmakers. You know, you give them the ball, they're going to make the play happen. Yeah. Um, Jimmy G looked good, uh, and for a lot of this game, we kept going back to on red zone, and and the Vikings had given the ball straight back to the 49ers and the 49ers Almost the entire were, fourth quarter. That's yeah. it, and they were constantly going, and nothing was really happening on the Vikings side of the ball. Um, but they held out. Um, I think George uh, Kittle had a big drop towards the end of the game, yeah. uh, which really helped uh, the Vikings. And the Vikings D is good, so you, like you have to be on your yeah. on your game to be beating them. Yeah, and I think that's the point. It was more, it was less about Jimmy G being bad and throwing all these interceptions. And oh my goodness, they paid him. It was more about a Super Bowl level defense yeah. stepping up. Agreed. Okay, so the next one is the Texans Patriots. So last year this was kind of the game that properly announced to Sean Watson as, oh my goodness, he could be good. Mm-hmm. Like They came very close to beating the Patriots in, at home. Didn't come as close this time. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't look as good. Certainly the first half, he didn't play very well at all. And kind of the the success that he had last year of 
um, finding time outside of the pocket and finding deep passes for touchdowns suddenly became incomplete or interceptions, um, which was it was bound to happen. It's just kind of regression. Yeah, it's regressing to the mean of how these things play out. Yeah, um, and so you kind of expected that. So Deshaun Watson took a step back. Um, the Texans defense kind of struggled against the Patriots offensive line that was going to be you know good not great yeah that's it um the biggest concern for the texans is the offensive line the patriots defense again middling good not great but they pressured watson so much he had, he had barely any time in the pocket mm. and you're going to be worried that facing that kind of pass rush on that kind of heat when you go up against more you know more not tougher defenses like the titans potentially and the jaguars in their division there's going to be some trouble yeah rob gronkowski is the greatest tight end of all time <laughs> definitely <laughs> he ended up with like 170 yards or something stupid and scored a ridiculous touchdown just barreled his way through two Texans defenders he was great and I hate Bill Belichick for limiting Chris Hogan to a single catch for 11 yards I have a lot invested in Chris Hogan in fantasy my goodness yeah. it's not a long time okay. <laughs> Burke had a lot of carries carry on did he hurt himself in the end? sorry? We, was that him letting the ground? No, 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 it wasn't. Okay, carry on. <laughs> okay, Bucks against Saints. What a game. Okay, this could easily... Well, we haven't got to the Packers-Bears, but this could go down as one of the best games of the season uh, this year. So the Bucks won 48-40 uh, against the stern favourites, I'd say, the Saints. Okay, So going oh, yeah. to this game, people were bigging up Saints D because last year they looked great, and quite rightly they were, um, and they got picked apart by a second-string quarterback called Fitzmagic. Mag- Fitz Magic is real. So in this God game, overall, there was 1,004 uh, yards like gained, Incredible. which is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, but Fitzmagic himself, so this is Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, had 417 yards, four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and 38 rushing yards. Um, so for a second-string, that's just unbelievable. Um, so uh, Chris Godwin had uh, a touchdown. Deshaun Jackson had two touchdowns. Mike Evans had a touchdown. Just throwing them everywhere. The wide receiver corps in that team is really good. Um, and the Saints offense, so away from their D, and if you just think that Fitz, Fitzpatrick has this in him, he can throw deep balls and he can play unbelievably. Yeah. It's why they call him Fitzmagic. <laughs> but he has games where it goes the opposite way. And I thought like this game could have gone that way. When you throw deep balls, always a risk. Um, but if the Saints D sort themselves out, the Saints offense looks unbelievable. Kamara, three touchdowns. Yeah. Thomas, was it 16 receptions? So he had 16 catches on 17 targets. We dropped one catch the entire game. And, and the <laughs> fact that he's getting 16 receptions in itself is unbelievable. Yeah. And was just getting yards. On one, on one uh, drive towards the end, it was, I think he had four in a row and it yeah, was like Thomas, over 10 Thomas, yards Thomas, every time. Thomas. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so the Saints offense is looking brilliant. Yeah. I, I just want to throw one thing out there about Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can stop that. No. Right now. <laughs> so the Bucks are in a very unique part of a cycle for Ryan Fitzpatrick because here's what happens every time basically since even before the Jets he gets released by a team yeah. signs with a new team as a backup the starter gets hurt Ryan Fitzpatrick plays incredibly well yeah. gets a contract at the end of that year sucks and gets released <laughs> so they're at the plays really well cycle of Ryan Fitzpatrick's kind of life cycle as a quarterback for any team they'll give him money next year he will be terrible and he'll be released do you think he injures the quarterback at the next club to get in? Yeah, it seems there's a trend well, happening. So, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not... This guy's suspended, actually. He's not even injured. Yeah, so it's, it's not magic. I mean, he could have... Who knows what stuff... Planted <laughs> <Patrick> evidence. Can... <laughs> 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 he, he, he is all kinds of power. It's For all in the beard. Um... His beard can <laughs> sway he, he's, he's great. He's a great character. Like Generally, he's like the type of person you do actually... You want him to do well. Um, yeah. What he... A bit like Josh McCown in that way. That's it, yes. So, the Jaguars, the Giants... Yes, so this game was billed as the matchup between Ian's least favourite player, Jalen Ramsey, um, and Odell Beckham, kind of lockdown corner against elite wide receiver. Um, and Beckham actually ended up over 100 yards. He played really well. Saquon Barkley ended up over 100 yards. Um, so it was good to see him do well. I think that it was a game where, again, uh, elite level defence just come into the fore, mm-hmm. um, ended the game uh, with a pick six yeah. um, from Miles Jack, who looks like he could be. Uh, taking a step back up at linebacker for the Jags. Yeah. N- Giants didn't look bad. They just struggled against a ridiculously good defense. Yeah. Um, Saquon Barkley. I agree. Um, ended up over 100 yards, largely thanks to one 68-yard run. Um, so that was one of only three runs he had that went over five yards, which isn't great. But again, you put that in the context of the Giants' O-line isn't amazing. Yeah. Jags' D-line is amazing. He played okay. Eli Manning was, again... 
you can always put it through the context of playing the Jags. The big takeaway is how bad Blake Bortles looked. Yes. He did, he did not look good. They cannot continue to rest on his shoulders because he, he just looks like if they, if they come to that point, they're going to start losing games that they would otherwise be winning with a competent quarterback. And this could have been one of those games. Um, it, it, on another day, the you know, Giants could easily win this game. It's a shame that the Giants still managed to concede 20 points. Like it's yeah. like if it, with Bortles not playing well and Fournette out, it's like maybe they should. Just if get that if this was the Giants' defense of a few years ago, it'd be a different game. Okay, uh, a game I don't need many notes Ravens for. Ravens against the Bills. Ravens Bills. So the Ravens forty-seven, the Bills three. Incredible. Uh, demo- demolished them. Uh, so Joe Flacco, we spoke about it before on the show. We did a whole Joe Flacco Flacco. Uh, Joe Fantastico. He did great. He was Fantastico. So he <laughs> uh, threw three touchdowns for the first time in years. So I couldn't tell you the time. exact stat. It's something yeah. like three or four seasons. I think it's actually more than that. I've got a feeling it's something like six or seven seasons. Wow. Um, so that, three, three touchdowns. Back to the Super Bowl, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, so we had three wide receivers get touchdowns and three running backs get touchdowns, which is always a nice mix. Um, and all three of the wide receivers that had touchdowns were free agent pickups this preseason. So good on, good yeah. on the back stuff. Um, the Bills had 33 yards in offense um, and no first downs in the first half. Joe Flacco had more completions than... The Bills had yards. Uh, than he had yards, yeah. Then Nathan Peatman finished the game with yards. Yeah. Uh, that is outrageous. Um, the Ravens had nine QB hits and six sacks, so that Bills line was living up to the speculation that it's going to be terrible. Um, and I do feel sorry for Nathan Peterman. The same as I felt sorry for Tyra Taylor, but that was the way he was treated by the Bills. Same a little bit with Nathan Peterman. They're just sending him out with no weapon, no target. So he's got no weapons on his offense, no. and his offensive line's awful. He's, he's not been set up to win. No, he, he's cannon fodder to protect Josh Allen at this That's point. That's it, yeah. Um, the Bills D didn't really put up any fight. McCoy, minimum yards. Yeah. The Ra- until Josh Allen came in in the third. So in the third quarter, the Ravens were so confident they took off Joe Flacco and put on this uh, our rookie quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And he didn't look great. Uh, but the Bills took off Peterman and put on Josh Allen. So Josh Allen actually looked okay. Did some nice completions, things like that. Uh, yeah. But the Bills look like they're going to struggle. And the Ravens, at this pace... It's playoffs. Like, legit. D looked great and the offense was brilliant. It'll be interesting to see against a team that can actually play football. I'm really excited. Playoffs. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, you were just like... Yeah, it's easy. You can tell. <laughs> okay, so uh, Seahawks-Broncos. Seahawks-Broncos. This was a game I had, again, a lot of fantasy players invested in, but actually, from a neutral perspective, this was a really enjoyable game. Lots of twos and throws. Um, it was tied for a while in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, both quarterbacks did some good things and some bad things. And in the end, it was just a uh, the Broncos just played better at the end of the game. This yeah. is one of those where they went with go-ahead touchdown to Demarius Thomas, um, and then it was on Milton's shoulders. And again, similar to the Texans, Seahawks' line was not good. And you can't expect a quarterback to be able to scramble every time and find a play downfield every time, especially when Doug Baldwin went out with a knee sprain on the other knee. So he came into the season with a knee injury on one knee that he was going to be 80% of the year from and left that game after one target and no catches, left the game with a knee sprain on his other knee. Oh dear. <laughs> and so he now has no knees, which is not good for a wide receiver. Let alone it's not good for player. anyone. No. Yeah, and so it's interesting because Keenum ended up with three touchdowns and three interceptions. Russell Wilson, I think, threw a couple of um, interceptions as well. The Seahawks' defence is not the Seahawks' defence anymore. No. Um, they brought Old Thomas back, which is good. I think he got a pick six. Um, he did, yes. But outside of that, like certainly in secondary, it's not the same team. Um, and the Broncos uh, just played better. Von Miller was terrifying. He, he had one had one play, uh, I think it was on Chris Carson, running back, where he just springs off a block and literally just runs up just behind Chris Carson, reaches around, just pulls the ball, turns around and starts running down the other end. It was incredible. <laughs> just stole his lunch money and just gone. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, that was, the, the Broncos having that, like, offensive line is just, is brilliant. Yeah, they've got a good line. It's good. Okay, so what's the next one? Washington against the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so uh, going into Washington, Alex Smith in his first start, proper start, meaningful start for uh, the Washington Redskins. Uh, played well, very good. Um, people look at him now and they go, reliable starting quarterback, whereas a few years back he was a bit of a joke. Sneaky good rusher as well. Uh, 250 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and great to see Adrian Peterson rushing uh, for basically 100 yards, 96 yards uh, and a touchdown. Um, it's so good just to see a veteran, but like Hall of Famer veteran, come back after being yeah. discounted by a few teams. 
um, playing well. Like it's it's good for the soul. That is. Yeah. Uh, also had two receptions for seventy yards. Um, so he which was which is not his game at all. He's not, not a receiver. No, he's but, a dreadful yeah. pass catcher. <laughs> he's not good at all. I remember in the playoffs when the Vikings <laughs> were playing the Seahawks once. Yeah, didn't do well at all. Um, so that was great for him. Cardinals wise looked disjointed and didn't look like a team ready to compete in the division or in the conference yeah. at all, really. Uh, but they are new, new head coach, new quarterbacks, things like that. There is a little bit of bedding in to happen. Um, but as a whole team, they only had 200 yards, whereas Alex Smith had 250 on his own. Yeah. Um, so that's not good at all. David Johnson, 37 yards and a touchdown, which you hope for more. But again, if the team's not clicking, it's not going to be helping you. Um, and Fitzpatrick, as ever though, seven receptions uh, on 10 targets, 70 yards. Like he is just Mr. Consistent. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, yeah. You said Fitzpatrick. I mean, sorry, Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald yeah. Could, he's in he, my mind. He's good enough to play well. <laughs> he's well influencing me. He'll, <laughs> he'll throw it to himself. Um, so yeah, so the Redskins win 24-6 um, and they look pretty good going forwards. Yeah, just a couple of points on that one. I know we're not sticking to Lewis's time limit because we hold the power here. Um, well, fun. do you. <laughs> my microphone was muted um, so at half time at this game Sam Bradford had 11 passing yards yeah. and the Cardinals had two first downs very disjointed um, and somehow David Johnson might be the best running back in the entire league Love him. and somehow he only got 68% of the snaps in the backfield for the Cardinals. Uh, yes, he came off an injury, but he broke his wrist. It's not like he's coming back off an ACL or an ankle or whatever else. He's good to go. He's spent a whole... He had nine last... carries. That's, yeah. that's terrible. It's not good. It's not the way you want to use him. And it's not the way you want to use him on his roots. Sorry, he didn't look good. Um, but Alex Smith is a perfect fit for this Redskins offense. Yeah. Like the Jordan way, Reed. Way he plays the game. Jordan Reed back. We yeah. love Jordan Reed. If he stays healthy for the year, it could be incredible. Yeah. So, uh, the Cowboys, Panthers... Yeah, slow game. Not Very. ton, not tons of stuff happened. But the big question really is what on earth has happened to Dak Prescott? Mm. Um, came in as a rookie when Roma got hurt was sensational. Last year um, wasn't great. He started off really well, then lost his star tackle Smith, uh, lost Zeke for a while, didn't play very well. And you'd think with those guys coming back, he might be able to take a step up. Yes, against the Panthers defense, it's meant to be good, but you. He, he's got no wide receivers anymore. Des mm. Bryant has gone. Jason Witten has gone at tight end. His two main targets from last year. Um, Zeke got nothing going on the ground. And he, he just looked flustered. Yeah. No, nobody was getting open from a wide receiver's perspective. He had a couple of bad drops. Like one in particular from Michael Gallup. Right in between the numbers. Just dropped it. Kind of a rookie catch. Um, but he, even when he's trying to scramble and rush. Which he can do. He's a, he's, he's a good rusher. Just got nowhere. Because the Panthers line was everywhere. Yeah. Just felt like he never had any time. And was never quite comfortable. Um, and so that will be an interesting one to track. Kind of going forwards. Because if, if they get it right. Dak Prescott could be incredible. Yeah. Prescott and, and Zeke running things. Would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason. It's just not functioning. And whether or not that's to do with Jason Garrett. Whether it's to do with a play calling. Like Something they got to suss out. Yeah, they they were they were really bad on first down as well. That they're a run heavy team, but when when opponents know that you're going to run pretty much every time on first down, yeah. they stack it up, and then suddenly you find yourself at second and nine, second and eleven, and and you can't you can't just can't convert those things. No, it's not great. Okay, so going into the last game, uh, the Bears Packers will do this one together. What a game! Yeah. Oh my goodness. So Aaron Rodgers is really proving why everyone says that he's the potentially the best quarterback in the league at the moment. Obviously, you've still got Tom Brady, but he's maybe the greatest. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is something else. So, Ben, give us a bit more he, of a... He is a different human being. So, the, the Bears came into this game and actually started off really, really well. Mm. Um, and so, and they were 20 nothing up by halftime. Part of that is because halfway through, towards the end, I think, of the first quarter, um, Aaron Rodgers hurt his knee. He tried to take a sack, saw pressure coming, kind of knelt down, and then there's big massive lineman just rolled up all over his knee mm. and the way that he kind of the way that that looked it looked like he might have sprained his MCL um, mm. and so would kind of would track the injury but at that point um, going down again because he kind of went down tried to get back up and then almost fell back down again whilst being helped by the coaches so at that point you're thinking is his season over his game must surely be over mm. uh, Deshaun Kaiser comes in who they took from Cleveland last year who led the league in interceptions last year and almost immediately got strip sacked by Khalil Mack. And so, um, and who by himself had an incredible game. Yeah, he had a pick six as well, didn't he? He had a pick six. So you got the strip sack and then the next drive got a pick six off Kaiser, pick six off Kaiser as well. So for a player who just, so he just got, did he get paid more than 
Donald? Yes. Aaron Donald, yeah. So he just yeah. played, just got played the most in his position. First game for this team, just played out his head, basically. Yeah, and, and, and so, but what it ends up in being is effectively the game of 200 million players split across two halves. Because the first half was all Khalil Mack. Rogers gets hurt, gets hurt, and then Rogers basically speaks to his doctor, speaks to his coach, and says, right, I can't really hurt this knee anymore than I already have. We're going to play out of a shotgun the rest of this game. We only need to score three touchdowns because we're down 20 points. We score three touchdowns. It's 21. We're going to win. Fantastic. Comes out and just becomes Aaron Rodgers. Like, there have been several key drives and, and games where he just completely transcends kind of normal, normal footballing logic. Yeah. And, and so, but he often does that when he's healthy. He, he did this all on one leg. Um, and so couldn't escape the pocket, which is what he normally does. Um, that's where so much of the magic happens for him. Couldn't do that. And so just stood there, waited for receivers to get open, and they did. So there was a um, long touchdown to Jordan Allison, where there's like 50-odd yards. It was just perfectly placed. Great catch in the end zone. A catch and run from Randall Cobb that he took for 80 yards. Um, and and Devontae they, Adams had the other one, didn't he? Devontae Adams had one as well. And so they come back from 20 nothing down at halftime to win 24-23. Um, to, and so for, also then for the for the Bears, the flip side of that is that for whatever reason, the, the second half, they just lost all of their creativity. The Packers D had to hold sort of some kind of responsibility like Rodgers was for the offense. Like the Packers Absolutely. D had to hold their side of the bargain and they did. They did. And, and so there, so we talked uh, last week in our projections, I talked about uh, Jari Alexander potentially being like a, a defensive rookie year of the can- rookie of the year candidate. He and Josh Jackson at cornerback were incredible. Like they were shutting down receivers. Robinson only really had one clear catch, like mm. contested. Other than that, they played really, really well. And it was good to see a game where the Packers' defense can step up and allow Rodgers to almost guarantee victory because he's seen games previously over the years where Aaron Rodgers starts, comes back, starts, comebacks, um, and puts his team in a position to win only to just not be able to get the ball back because the defense can't stay off the field. Love it. So that was our roundup for, for yeah. the main meet, going for all different teams. Uh, and then we're going to do some bit of fancy chat now. Uh, go yes. through some waiver wire pickups, how our, our fancy team, the show is doing, things like that. So we'll give you an update on that. Uh, but just quickly bouncing off the back of that, I woke up in the middle of the night and Rogers was on. So the, my opponent I was playing, all my players had finished. I had my points set at 111. And uh, he had Aaron Rodgers, his only player playing. Um, and he was on two points and it was the third quarter and I thought yeah. something must be happening I'm, this is in the middle of the night I'm like blurry eyed looking at my phone and I thought <laughs> cool I put it down I thought to myself I hope, maybe he's not on the field if he's on two points Yeah. and I woke up to the notification of Aaron Rodgers throws 75 yard touchdown to Randall Cobb to game winner and I was like hey I'm definitely yeah. going to win that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <dumb. laughs> okay so going into our fancy team we're on the brink of our first victory I know he's young we're on the brink of our first victory <laughs> with we, oh. do we actually have a team name just other than the Englishman's NFL no, that's okay. what we're called. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, we're on the brink of our first victory. We are currently yeah. on 90.7 points and our opponents, the fifth down UK, are on 81.8 and we and still have done. two players yeah. to play. And they are They've done, played yeah. all their players. So we were helped by Philip Rivers throwing for 400 yards and three touchdowns yeah. and by Kenny Stills being a beautiful human being. And this was all... Ben, ben Barton was Kenny Stills for sure. Like, I was not... Yeah, you were He was not my radar at all. I, this is Ben's, like... If Ben had a child, is there any chance it gets called <laughs> Kenny Barton <laughs> at this point? Okay, uh, so as well. uh, to be fair though, Ben did well on the OJ Howard pickup for us as well. Um, I personally may kill Chris, Chris Boswell because he did poorly for me, and he's on our team as well. But we have no yeah. choice in this league because, well, we may have some kicker choice actually. Potentially, the we'll waiver wire is I mean, probably only full of kickers. <laughs> yeah, and, and and kickers are much of a muchness, really. Yeah, even in a twenty man league, like a kicker is a kicker. As long as we're not drafting Blair Walsh, we'll be fine. It's true. We we <laughs> did make a slight error, um, which we laughed a little bit about as we were watching this, uh, the game. So we were watching the games yesterday. Um, we had made our roster quite a while ago. And we thought, okay, we'll we'll just yeah. fiddle with it a little bit, and then we just left it and didn't necessarily think about it much more going into week one. I know, badass. Um, Anyway, Lamar Miller breaks off this like sort of thirty-yard run on TV, and we're both a bit cautious about him. But we think we look at each other in, in room and go, "Yes!" And we were like, "So pleased he played." <laughs> and I, I sort of looked away and sort of watched the TV, and I looked back to Ben. I was like, "He's on the bench." <laughs> <laughs> we just hadn't gone back to our team and set oh, our team man. properly. So we've got oh. Kerry on Johnson coming up tonight. Who's going to be exciting to play? He, he he's be. not going to do great tonight. But, I don't think that's. I mean, he, he might I'd be surprised. Do. It's, it's a little bit of a messy backfield at this point. Yes. Kind of difficult to project. Um, um, and so, but we, we've got Johnson and Marvin Jones to play, and so we could end up posting some big numbers, which will be fun to see. It'd be nice to send a message to the rest of the league. Yeah, so there's one guy I think is already on like 137 points or something because yeah. he had 
Kamara and Michael Thomas, I think. That's, so going away from our team. So what we'll do this week is Ben will do, because we need to make a roster some decisions next week, potentially. Yeah. Uh, ben, on social media, on Twitter, uh, at Englishman's NFL, will be keeping you up to date with what we're thinking. Uh, and maybe if we have a couple queries, we will whack them up there. So like whether it's Miller or Carry On, however yeah, it gets so it'll on mostly be, probably be a flex decision. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what's there. Um, I, I haven't looked at week two schedules, and so we'll yeah. see. And maybe if we kick up a kicker as well. Yeah, we'll have a look around. We'll do some shopping. We'll let you know. Um, so uh, in our Homer League, so the one which uh, we talked about last year, last week, the half point PPR eight man, uh, eight team league, which yeah. we do with our friends. Uh, ben is victorious on week one. Yeah, hundred and forty something points. So I had the benefit um, of I had Drew Brees, um, who again four hundred something yards, three touchdowns, no picks. That was good for me. Um, and then I had Melvin Gordon as well in there, who ended up on 21 points, I yeah. think. Um, and so, two again, that's 50-odd points from two players, which is, which is a great start. Um, and so the guy I was playing against um, had David Johnson, who didn't do very well, which you don't you don't expect. I expected it to be closer. Oh, yeah. And there was a point where we were, both of us were very low scoring, and all of a sudden my team just took off. Mm-hmm. Like, everything went right. Well, Brown was a slow starter this week, and then he, Brown got, was and then he finished on... <laughs> 93 yards and a touchdown <laughs> with nine catches. Like what we found last year, I think you know, I both talked about this, uh, is that for whatever reason, last year it felt like the first half was where all of the points were scored, mm. and then second half, not much really changed. Yeah, that didn't seem to be true this week. No, it felt um, the opposite. It, again. it kept shifting. Um, and so, yeah, I, and I was quite fortunate that the guy I was playing against, he, he didn't have a great week, he still got a couple of players to come in and play, but he's um, not going to catch you. But no, it would take 60 points from Matthew Stafford, which. I hope isn't going to happen. It'd be good for, <laughs> be good for Kerryon Johnson. Uh, you imagine Kerryon Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I had a loss. So I think I went the first three weeks last year without losing. I went fr- and it was three and zero, and then I went three and one. Well, I went I went three last year. So <laughs> yeah, so you started well. So this week I lost um, by close. Yeah, it's yeah, it was frustrating this week. I lost about by about twenty points, but. For long periods of the time, that game, we were like level yeah, pegging. Pretty close. Then yeah, Fournette, yeah. I've got Fournette. He went out injured Fournette in the second cool. quarter. Um, and he was starting to gain yards. He probably would have finished on 100 yards, to be fair, because he was getting up there. Um, that was sort of his trend anyway. Um, and that didn't happen for me, so that was a shame. And then Delaney Walker, I had him as my tight end. Uh, and he broke his ankle, like, dislocated yeah. his ankle. So it's like, when two players like that go out, my kicker had two points. Um, but what people I'm really pleased about, Adam Phelan... Uh, did, well. did what he does 100 yeah. yards with good amount of receptions and Joe Mixon was absolutely fantastic Joe Mixon was great he he was a, maybe a bit of a worry of mine going into the season um, just because actually if you look at last year he was actually rather disappointing actually you could say he has potential but based on where people it. were drafting him yeah. well certainly where I drafted him and, I, <laughs> <laughs> and if I was a, a Christian McCaffrey grabber this year I'd be maybe feeling concerned that he's having going to have a similar better but similar season feeling season to last year whereas Mixon feels like he's turned it around fully um, that's just my perspective on that and then I obviously started Dalvin Cook I couldn't put him on the bench he had 10 points and a half PPR league which is good average but you, it was more it about one. yeah and I was I kind of was talking to Ben in the week about this and I was like I'm aware he's going to be sharing the ball more and they're going to be cautious of him coming off the ACL injury um, but they I couldn't didn't. yeah no it was true but and I couldn't afford him he, like he's the type of player that can just break off an 80 yard run so I was like I've got to be a part yeah. of that so yeah, I'm hoping Fournette's hamstring is okay because he's a like he's my best player and like yeah. it, without him I'm not going to go to playoffs. Yeah, um, it, that's always that's always the risk whenever you take any player like any anybody in the first round. Yeah. Um, that it's less about draft capital; it's more about how important they're going to be for your team mm. uh, because they're going in the first round for a reason mm. normally. Unless yeah. you're in one of the leagues I was in where Demir Bird went in the first round. Um, I can't even tell you who that is. So he is like a, a sixth or seventh string wide receiver for the Panthers. He didn't get any targets. <laughs> Did he kick him by accident or something? I don't know what happened. Honestly, somehow that... That'd be impossible. Are you sure f- you weren't playing against me? There's an animal. I'm yeah. picking you. Exactly. <laughs> you must yeah, have a logo. Word works. Um, but yeah, and so you're in the first round for a reason. And so you lose one of those and you lose a significant chunk of the points your team is projected to score and so you're going to be in trouble and you can make it work on the waiver wire you can find people you can make it work through trades but they're important to your team and if you particularly at running back in the way that the league has been historically it's important to you moving on to waiver wire pickups um there are two running backs in particular that like generally speaking you should already be picking up Austin Eckler anyway 
He, Some, somehow in ESPN leagues, he's only like I think eleven percent owned. He should be owned. Prior to yesterday, he should have been owned as a handcuff. Maybe uh, I wouldn't have been playing him as a. Per- no, you you wouldn't be starting him, but you'd have him on your roster in case something happens. If to you're in a Gordon, deep right? league, he'd be on your roster. But in ours, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was but, unbelievable. Well, but you say you say that as I was saying, like ESPN leagues across all of them. So however many there are, he's only eleven percent owned. Yeah. It, it, it he was just, good last year yeah. as well. And it, again, he came in a rookie last year, looked like a really good change of pace guy, came in and had a really good game again, um, caught like a 30-yard touchdown, I think, and did, did the, made the most of the carries that he got. So he's, gonna be, he's not going to get tons of touches, but it's about what he does with them. And last year he was very efficient, and in this game he was very efficient he's, as well. He is Tevin Coleman... Like he's a, a, a clone of Coleman plus. <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. he he is he gives you what Tevin Coleman gives you. There's a bit of yeah. doubt as you go into the week, but inevitably he's going to give you a real nice average points, and yeah, you could probably rely on him more than someone like Derek Henry. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other guy, another running back, undrafted rookie for the Broncos, Philip Lindsay. I he was a name that I was aware of through the preseason because again he was showing up and he was doing good things, but he's an undrafted rookie behind potentially was going to be behind both there. Uh, the rookie running back that they took in the draft and then Devontae Booker as well in the second round as well <laughs> like second round running back yeah. and Devontae Booker who'd been named as a starter in the preseason yeah. like, okay he, he, if you're in a dynasty league you're going to stash him and I hope he's good and then came in and got exactly the same amount of work as Royce Freeman did plus passing downs work as well um, so he's a guy to look at picking up because somehow it couldn't end up but Devontae Booker is now the third running back on that team behind Freeman and this guy Philip Lindsay he's a guy to look at um, and then lastly if we're going to talk about this now, if the Bucks continued on offense to continue to be as good, not to score as many points as it did against the Saints, but in terms of how good they looked, yeah, does Sean Jackson's a pickup? Oh yeah, as like and he, he might already be in some, but like he would he'll be on a waivers in a lot of leagues and a lot of leagues because because again you're looking at um, Mike Evans going there and then Chris Godwin's kind of been hyped up even by myself, as the second guy in that offense. And you've got O.J. Howard and Cameron Brayton there as well. If Deshaun Jackson's available in the league, go and pick him up. Because yeah. he's, he's got that Tyreek Hill type um, game script of all he needs is one big 60-yard touchdown and you don't care what happens the rest of the game. He's only he's 41% owned in ESPN leagues, which is... Yeah. Like, he'd be available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, so if you're in a 10-team league, he's probably available to you. Yeah. In all and, and he's somebody to target. The waiver wire for wide receivers is just a sexy place to be, whereas yeah. the waiver wire for running year. backs is a barren, terrible desert. Um, so that's our fancy corner. Happy with that. You've um, also just got down here though, uh, Philip Dorsett, Cole Beasley. He did he did do well actually as a target. He's like one of the only. Cole, D- Cole Beasley got seven catches for like seventy odd yards. Yes, and so he was the only guy who was getting open for that press. Yeah, if you're so looking he for could be their number one target, that's it. and Dorsett somehow led the Patriots and targets in the, in their game against the Texans as well. That's what so. we're saying. These wide receivers are so deep down that list. If you concentrated really hard on RBs in this draft, like pick up some of these guys, they could be could be great. Uh, and I've got down John Brown as well. Um, yeah. for the Ravens he's, yeah, sure. he's going to be good all year definitely I agree okay Lewis learning with Lewis hello nice we could cut that and use that back in the uh, so Lewis after last week um, you we said maybe room to improve I would take that with your 15 yard penalty <laughs> issue and your 5 or 6 teams which you know we're not dissing because this stuff takes time uh, but you're back again I'm back again with uh, a 15 yard penalty I'll be honest I was disappointed with myself well, don't be because you know no, we all. No, do be. It's how you get better. No, no, no. yeah. <laughs> Let's motivate you. I think the hardest thing was I was so confident coming into my fifteen yards. Yeah, and that was that like... was the biggest flop, and that was funny. <laughs> that was good. Okay, so uh, quarterbacks and their teams. So what I've decided to do yep. because I am struggling is going to do like a conference at a time. Each week. Nice. Each week is yeah, that, that's fine. That yeah, that's good? fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I've gone for... By the time you finish, it probably would have changed. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. When you were talking about injuries earlier, I was like... Oh, oh God. Gonna... <laughs> I'll be back up soon. <laughs> okay. So actually, one that we've been talking about is uh, so is Green Bay Packers. Yeah, no, nice. Yeah, I've got him. Then in the same league, you've got the... Same league, yeah. They're all in one league. Same division. Fantastic. See, I'm learning. Um... You've got in the Vikings, you've got Kirk Cousins. Yeah. In the Lions, you've got Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And in the Bears, you've got Mitch Trubisky. 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 Yeah. yeah. There you go. So I got. Come on, that's it. I like like the way we're doing that's this. That's a division. So I, th- I think, Good. yeah, that's how I'm going to learn it. You can and do then, a division at a time. Yeah. And then right. what you need to do at the end, then, is just 
go through them all. All in one go. That would be a dream. That would yeah. be a miracle. So how many weeks <laughs> is this going to be? By the ninth week of this, Mini. you would be doing them all at once. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So what's your 15-yard penalty? So because I was so disappointed last week... And, thought, and really confident. I'm really confident. I may be overconfident now. I've gone for two this week. Ooh, okay. Because I feel like I'm making up for last week's... Ground, I'm atoning yeah. for... Or you're thinking, if I take a shot twice, I might get one. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So my first one is... And I thought this was uh, a great thing. Is a pylon? Did you see, have you heard of that one? Where if an opponent is on the floor and people pile on in an intention to injure somebody, that is a fifteen yard and an automatic first down. Cheeky. I'll take I guess that. It's unnecessary roughness. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We take okay. that. Okay. And the second one was turning up late to the three minute prior to kick off coin toss. Is That's that 15 incredible. incredible. Come on, Lewis. <laughs> he's, he's, he's gone so obscure. He's like, incredible. I love it. Let's I run. thought, <laughs> if, I'm going to go for it this week. <laughs> well, there's Turning the ones that... late to the coin toss, 15-yard penalty. <laughs> Imagine having to call that as a referee. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I bet they're the type of things that never actually happen. Mm. The pylon one might. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if that coin toss one has ever actually been called in the yeah, last 20 years. Since the digital... <laughs> watches um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah okay that's good what i want next week then is another division yeah um what well, i might push you to two divisions actually you seem to do that yeah, quite yeah. easily so two divisions okay, next yeah. week in the same nsc please um and then what i would like is an in-game 15 yard penalty as yeah. in like something we're going to see on a week-to-week basis okay. we will you'll be judged on that being a thing so like you'll be yeah. judged on the fact of whether we believe that's something that's going to actually happen not you know you also if, get a bonus point if it then happens in the following week. Yes. Ooh. We're not keeping track of these bonus points. At all. We give them out. <laughs> I was going to say, what <laughs> yeah. are you going to in with these points? I know, yeah. A league of your own. It's completely fine. Okay. You Sorry. can keep track of them if you want. I will. This is almost, we'll you could almost... We'll website. <laughs> Another one. Yay. <laughs> domains. My wife's like, where's all this money going? <laughs> Random domains. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed the show, uh, give us a subscription on YouTube and on our podcast provider. Um, again, if you have anything you want to hear or see on this show, uh, just give us a message on social media or an email. Um, you can find us anywhere, really, at an Englishman's NFL. And actually, can I just add, if like you're listening on to something like iTunes, yep. maybe just give us a rating. That's it. That's it. Cheeky. That's what the producer's for, you know, bringing up things. Five-star would be ideal. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> a positive one, otherwise. <laughs> as long as it's five, we'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. Anything less than that, we can find your IP address. Wow, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to say very quick. Okay. Um, but yeah, we appreciate everyone who oh. watches and listens to the show. Uh, we're really enjoying doing it. Like I said, yeah. we're four weeks away from a review. Um, so some positivity coming through the channels of communication will make us feel better in our review, I think. Definitely. Um, again, Lewis, thank you very much for, for today. That's all right. Ben, you guys. very good work. I try. We will see you next week with more NFL rumblings. Excellent. Goodbye.